from the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com. You don't understand how hard it was and they'll never understand but the likes of Peter Stringer and Rory's stories and all them people that were on it, they, they understand because the Irish Army Ranger Wing can bring you, they can, they can dig holes and they can, they can get deep right into your soul like the break you like them. But there's even, there's even boys in the town there at, at 70, 73, you know, cyclists, you, you couldn't stay with them on the bike. But I remember one of them saying, never let the old man get in on you. Because, like I say, people think they're old at 40, they think they're old at 50, they think they're old at 60, and they're not. It's, it's the mind telling you to slow down. I thought they were putting me in the boot of a bloody cure. Didn't know what they were doing, and, and I just kept thinking of my daughters. The daughters were watching, just be strong here. And then put you in and bring you to a, 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 what I thought was a bank, brought you down a bank, and knelt down in cold water, tied my feet. This is the middle of the night, like, and I'm going, what is going on? Next thing I took my hood off, and cameras everywhere, and lights. And the big DS said to me, just get in. The people on the ground and the community were just unbelievable. I mean that like, you know, you know, growing up not having anything, you know, we, we would have got help, you know, years ago. I ain't not ashamed to say this. And Vincent de Paul would have helped my my father at Christmas and stuff, the hampers and stuff. You know, so we I was only too glad to put a wee bit of wee bit of a hand. a voice that will be familiar to many around the Lurgan area. Tommy Stevenson is well known um, both as an inspirational fitness coach on the football field as a manager and a former rather formidable player and also on the TV where he was a competitor on RTE's Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week um, a couple of years ago. But mostly Tommy is uh, a valued member of the Lurgan community who has certainly lived a life and contributed greatly as a mentor and helper um, to those in need, particularly during the last couple of years um, of the pandemic. This is your host Elaine Ingram and here's Tommy. I'm here in South Lake Leisure Centre with Tommy Stevenson and I've never been here before but it's absolutely amazing. And uh, Tommy, the first thing I want to know is it's um, it's about what, about half twelve now. It's Saturday. Yeah. Tell me what you've done so far this morning, because <laughs> I assume you've been working out or training or doing something. No, it's uh, it's actually rest day today. Uh, so I'm working the day from from half seven this morning until three, and I'll do a wee workout after. So part of my job here is to, as a fitness advisor, is to help design programs and help people with their, their techniques and stuff like that, and obviously bring people through the door and have the odd coffee with interesting people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there's a new ledge stand that was open that's open just a year there. You have a, you have a brand new swim pooler and a, probably one of the biggest gyms uh, in the area and, and probably in, in in the whole of the, the province. Uh, it's brilliant. They've over probably 6,000 members from a wide range. There's a lot of beginners, there's a lot of good athletes, a lot of rugby players, Gaelic players, soccer players, uh, cyclists, triathletes. So it's a wide range of people in that gym. Yeah. Uh, and obviously there's a lovely spa and all there as well, your jacuzzi, steam room, sauna. So it's a fa fantastic facility, it's probably the best facility I've ever worked in. And I've been about a long time with regards to seeing different facilities. And Funny with a few American guys in there, uh, they're over for, for four or five weeks. And on a, on a Christmas, they're originally from Lurgan. And he's that one of the guys in particular from Chicago. And he says that this gym here is far better than what they have in, in Chicago. So and they have a big facility as well, so he was well pleased and well chuffed. And obviously chuffed with the, with the staff, he got a wee programme off the six weeks he was here, so he yeah. was well chuffed. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get really get a chance to look around because I just got here, but it's, it really is lovely, and the setting and all. It's, oh, it's like, brilliant. Right yeah, on the like, water. Yes, yeah, it's more, it's, and, it's and really there's a lovely. 5K there just this morning, I would say there's probably two, 300 at the 5K this morning at 9.30. So I uh, saw people when I was walking in, a whole bunch of people outside there doing... Um, um, planks in a group. I, just, <laughs> and, uh, it was, I just feel was feeling so guilty of my Saturday morning compared yes, to everybody else. A lot of people here. would use this as a as a stop for meeting and, and doing sessions, and and I suppose you know you're obviously your park your park runs, and then there's athlete, athletes use it for their their own runs, and 
In fact, my wife was around this morning. She's probably done a four or five laps. She does a 13. Your wife mile. runs marathons, I believe. Aye, she does. She's probably done a 13 miles. She's probably finished at Nall now. And then one of my daughters, or then one of my daughters will be over later in the gym, and the other daughter's working in the hospital, and she might come to the gym later. So, yes, it's a, it's a family of people just like we but activity. So, yes, it's a great facility, great setting. Yeah. And I, I'm from this area, so I know, the, I know the people, and it's great to be back in my own hometown helping out and yeah. giving a wee bit back, I suppose. So you're like a minor celebrity around here. Well, Not minor, really. You're a celebrity. I'm just an ordinary. People think that and say that to me, but no, I'm just... I would be known as a spug in the town, and that's who I'll always be. Like, I'm just probably... Some people like my personality, some people don't, but it's who I am, it's it's what I do, and I, I, hopefully I'm, I've helped and inspired a lot of people along the way, so that's what I do, and, and hopefully continue to do. There's there's The classes are all busy, the place is buzzing, and, and it's great to see a lot of old friends that I would have played football against, both yeah. soccer and Gaelic, you know, and good times and bad times, I suppose, when you're... When you're yeah, you don't. You wear your heart in your sleeve when it comes to your football, Tom. Yes, I do indeed. Yeah, it's. it's Tell been, us about the the hat. Uh, I, I played with St Paul's up until I was probably probably forty. Uh, St Paul's Lurgan. Yeah, uh, and I played number five. And I keep funny. I keep telling the boys in the club that the, the number five's never been replaced from my left. But a lot of boys. Was are that down it. to you or down to them? Ah, or a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like that. I like a bit of crack and a little bit of a bit of banter. But there's no other. St Paul's have got another uh, one of the guys back managing this year, so hopefully we'll get better. At, like, because the, the the town is, you know, you have you've four or five clubs in the town, and then you've you go out to Sourcefields and and Wolf Tones, and then you've ported down Turn Rogue. So you've seven or eight teams in a in a in a, a small area, if you like, and they're all getting football. And but I would like to see, obviously, Clonearn. Has done fantastic. Well, that you sort of predicted. You said that the yeah. Clan of Gael or Clan Aaron were going to I did, do I did. well, I, and I, there I, they I are now. I wish I was a betting man because you know a lot of people wouldn't know what I what I predicted, and only close friends or, or maybe GA people. But I have predicted that, that and I did predict that Clan Aaron would win the championship, uh, and I predicted that Clan of Gael could win the championship in the next three years. Uh, so it's Everybody good. listen up now. Uh, so it's good. For, obviously, it's good for the town. Uh, ladies' football is going well in the town as well. Uh, and again, the, the girls in the gym, uh, there's a lot of fit females in there as well. Funny, my own wee daughter, she's on the Ironman Development Squad, and there's, there's other kids in the area going very well, and they love the gym. And to me, that's a, it's a good outlet for, for what's coming down the line as regards to maybe you know, this pandemic affecting people's mental health uh, and people not following the crowds as regards to get into the gym and don't be messed about the weekend so I would like them in here at the, on a Saturday and Sunday So do you think that having this built has made a huge difference now I in terms of getting young because we're talking about Clan Aaron there and they are a very young side yeah. and you know they're, they've, they've really come through and Absolutely. shown but it seems to be like you know a lot of those young fellas are going onto the Armagh squad and Yeah there's and I think there should be an all one or two after this year and, there, and there's, there's there's three or four of the lads it's and Ryan Hannes and Connor Bell and Young Leatham and uh, they were brought. They didn't play last year. They were brought back this year. I thought it was a brilliant stroke by Tommy, the manager, and James Byrne to bring them back with that bit of experience. But Ryan Henderson leads by example. He looks after himself. I think the day after the match, the boys were still celebrating. I think he was in doing a recovery session in the pool. So that's the type of lad he is, and yeah. the type of people. Hopefully, that all the young lads will look at him, and he'll inspire the young lads to not follow the crowd and, and mess about down the line. And that's that's what we try and do as a, as a as a fitness as fitness people, we try and steer people in the right direction and try and bring them to our side of the road rather than the bad side of the road. So that's what that's what I'm about now. Twenty years ago, maybe or thirty years ago, it was maybe about me and and, and everybody has a, I think everybody's an ego to a certain extent. Uh, but now for me, it's about being straight laced, talking talking straight stuff and being honest with people, because everybody gets into a whole you know people want to hide programs and they want to. You know, there, there's no real secrets in what I do. It's straight talking. It's it's working with the head and, and, and testing people's mental capacity. Do you think then that yeah, it's is it more about people's heads and then the physical stuff can come afterwards? Yeah, yeah it, for me it, now it's everybody's fit now. Everybody's cut. Everybody's ripped. Everybody's in shape. I'm not. And the, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be. You can't be. Well, I, no, it's but, coming up to Christmas. Yeah, we need help. Funny. <laughs> tips. This morning there are twenty people came to me. Can I have a program? And I'm saying, well, you're going to stick to this program, or do you want to come to me after Christmas? 
and 19 of them. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, Christmas. so 19 of them came to me and says, no, we'll wait till after Christmas. So look, we're all real people and I, I think, look, it's after Christmas. Enjoy yourself, enjoy your life. Eat what you have to eat and then after Christmas get stuck in their programme. But really? it has to be. Is that not just putting it down, kicking the can down the road? Uh, it is, it is. <laughs> but at least I, at least they're, if I give somebody a design a programme now for for majority of the people in Ireland, I know finally they're going to go to the, the Christmas dinner this Saturday night. They're going to be on the beer at three or four functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be out with their football mates, you know. So there's no point in real to design the programme. So for me, it's after Christmas, get stuck in it and be real and say, right, we'll, we'll go for six weeks and then we'll add another six weeks in and then we'll add another six weeks in. So it, it goes from 12 weeks to 18 weeks, 24 weeks. But it, ultimately, it's about lifestyle choices and changes. But do you think now, I know everyone says that over COVID, like most people put on, the majority of people put on weight. Like yeah. that's, and, but at the same time, everybody was out walking. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of a, you yeah. know, but they uh, were probably a, sitting at home. Yes, I know of quite a few people that was that's in the training and they're in it in a big way and very committed, but they did put weight on over lockdown. But does that tell me something that maybe there, there's a weakness there in their mind? Because it didn't, it didn't affect my training. I was still doing hikes. I was doing forest runs. I was still doing meeting. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I I do. I mean, I say that I'm I'm useless. I'm not really useless. I do go up up in the uh, Kilbrony. I walk up there re- regularly. Up the, up, you know, up the mountains. But do- not running now. I'm, yeah. I, I might add the walking. But that's, but, that's, but yeah. I noticed there were so many people out and about over lockdown. Yeah. People that probably would have been in the gyms otherwise. Yeah. So there are a lot of we we are an active. Absolutely. You know society up here. Well, Lurgan, to be honest with you, I always tell people, and they say you're from Lurgan, they sort of like raise their eyebrow. Lurgan is a football town, first and foremost. It's a, it, 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 people call it a fighting town. And the other thing is, a, it's a drinking town. Obviously, the Buckfast. So, and the Buckfast is everywhere in Northern it, Ireland. It, it is, but Lurgan just seemed <laughs> to... Lurgan does have a name uh, for the Buckfast, have a, yeah. have a name for it, you know. But, yes, I, I, I would be very, and, and said everywhere I go, I'm very proud to be from Lurgan. And there's a lot of great athletes, a lot of good footballers, a lot of good boxers that have come through this town. And Do you think it gets a bad reputation then? It does at times, it does, but you know, I wouldn't be long putting people straight because there's bad, in this, there's, but there's bad in every town, there's bad in every country. So, you know, Lurgan is, and this year, I have seen people, like the 90% of that gym is probably beginners. Yeah. So this, this centre will, will, will hopefully bring that to another level because, you know, there's, there's people having trained in their lives. There's, there's funny, my next door neighbour came I grew up in, in Tegnavon, and he's my next door no neighbour all my life, and it was his first class every year's at, and he'd done a cardio pump yesterday. And you'd thought you'd give him a thousand pounds after he finished the class, he'd just never trained in his life, really. Yeah. Don't know, a wee bit of walking, a wee bit of hiking, I suppose, but I think he run the football matches his whole life. Now he's in the fitness because it's only three minutes from the house. Well, to be honest, like, no matter what, I, 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 was, I swear by this, I went. To, I did a podcast with the Hiking Hands, which are a group, Brilliant. Um, recently, and I went out with them. Now, to be fair, I haven't been out on the Wednesday night with them since because I you know, just haven't had the chance, but I do intend to again. But they walk, and you think going out in the co- freezing cold, it's winter time, it's not, but you feel, you really do feel so, I mean, I've never heard anybody that can't say that they don't feel good after yes. exercising in some form. It really does something for your head no matter what there's no there's no doubt about that and that's you know i have done the, the cognitive behavioral therapy and the linguistic and all that them type of courses but it is really about the it is really about the head and the mind and making them changes and the choices you know because ultimately it's about staying fit and, and looking after yourself because what happens normally in in ireland is young lads and girls stop playing football at 20 at 30. Mm. you make it the the odd one played at 34, 35. Then, and you to 40. And you may, yes, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, then they stop doing activity for maybe five or 10 years. Yeah. And then they put a wee bit of weight on, and then they go, oh, I have to start looking after myself. Yeah. So from that 40 to 50, the trend grasp at, at programs or walking or hiking, which is fantastic. Then at 50, they start eating porridge because they know I'm getting to an age now where I have to. And then, so what I'm saying is, you know, you can be fit at any age. You know, 40, 50, 60, 70. So I would try and advise young lads when they stop playing football, get into triathlons, get into a running group. Get that's what you run. did. You got yes. into triathlons yes, after I, you quit That's football. what I done. And, and I probably wish that I'd probably found them a bit, a bit sooner uh, because 
the the I, I would be very friendly with the, the Newry crowd and there's, there's, a, there's a tuna club here. You know Tony Bagnell, then? Yeah? I know Tony Bagnell. Yeah. He's a bloody legend. What is he now? But did, did a podcast with Tony as well. Yeah. I he would be. Uh, I don't I don't like to say this, but I tell him he looks sixty, but he's 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 he's, he's well in the seventies, I'm sure. Yep, he is. And he's a fit man, and he looks healthy, and he looks. He looks great and he's brilliant at triathlons for his age, you know. Yeah. Sorry, he's just brilliant at triathlons and a lovely man. And and that's what it's about because I've met some great people from, from 49 and, and 50 now. In 10 years of doing triathlons, I've met some fantastic people. And indeed with the coaching, uh, I've met some great friends. And you cross a line uh, or you meet you cross paths and you meet them. Sometimes you're in the, op- you're in, you're in the opposite line or the opposite dugout. And the, the banter's good, uh, and sometimes it can get overheaded, but as soon as the whistle goes and it's over, it's over. But that's what we're all about. Yeah, you uh, didn't, yeah, you weren't exactly now um, timid on the pitch, shall we no, say? No, I, wasn't, <laughs> I probably wouldn't, but I, I probably got a wee bit, of, I probably overstepped the mark at times, to be honest. But look, that's, and that probably comes, I suppose, to my, uh, my background, that I never wanted to show a weakness, Elaine. Yeah. I was reared, my father reared me and the brother. And I, and I probably didn't. I never ever wanted to show a weakness. So we had no mum. So yeah, tell I us a bit about your upbringing. Well, um, I, my father read me, uh, and we I was born in Belfast, and my brother was was born, uh, and he's he's he was three and I was one, and my mother left us, but she had already left a, a family in Belfast, so she met my dad, and they they settled down and had us two, and then she left us. My brother was three, and I that was. That must one. have been really, really. Well, you were well, very young. So I, I was very young. I didn't know anything. My, my, like I said, my father was my, my, my mom, my dad, my best mate, everything in one. My hero, you know, whatever way you want to put it. And he died at, uh, 20 years ago, uh, and at 55, of prostate cancer. Oh dear. And he was, he was, he, he done stuff that people in the town wouldn't realise as regards the run and trying to get a few pounds to, to look after me and the brother because I suppose raising two lads yeah them times all through them years and we had we, we got a bit of help from our aunties and, and my granny and stuff but you know ultimately when you hit that 15 16 17 18 they're the ages where you can go a very different route and it's uh, very difficult when there's only one parent to there's only one parent and you don't know and that's I suppose that that I never and my brother would be the same. We don't like to show weakness, uh, and it's probably from our upbringing, you know. But we never smoked, we never drank. Do you uh, think that was because you kind of felt like you owed it to your dad? You know, did yeah. you think that that was maybe the reason? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And when I tell, when I'm doing talks and do motivational speaking at, at, a, at a small level and when talk to clubs and things, that's one thing I always say. You know, look after your your, your brothers and your siblings, but. But have respect for your parents because they're not there that long, and 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 take their advice because you know I was very lucky that I took my dad's advice, and even yet I still do my own ironing, and I, I can look after myself, and I don't need anybody to tell me what I need to be eating or how much training I need to be doing. That's all. You just bre- have this inbred discipline. I just, I just have discipline to, to do it, and I've committed my life to, to fitness, and like like many other people in Lurgan and Armagh and Bombridge and Craigavon, but. Uh, Yes, going back to what you're saying, there, my, my father would have had too much respect to him. I never met school, I never smoked, I never drank, and, and I was no angel. Don't get me wrong, I was no angel growing up. But you took your, you took your, um, I suppose your testosterone out on the football pitch. Yes, I did. You know, so rather than going out, yes, I suppose and doing I did, all yeah, that and, stuff. And and, and I, I would have been messing about. I, I would have been, to be honest, and and fighting and messing about. But that's it. All it all boils down to it. It's an image that you're trying to keep it. As you get older, you realise that. Yeah. You realise that, and hopefully now that 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 even the reputation that I would have now, hopefully is is at a, a respected coach, and hopefully a, a, a well, a, I think a good, I think you I think you are all of those things now, Tommy. Hopefully. Um, you know your reputation definitely precedes you in that way. You know that I think you're you're very well respected. Well, that's that's nice to hear, and and all I can do is, is hand that to other young lads that maybe are using excuses that they're from a broken home or from alcoholism. Or from, or from no money or stuff, you know, and I had no education either. And I would have used failure as fuel. Yeah. You know, m- missing exams, uh, failing exams, not getting jobs that I was promised, you know, all that. Like, I could tell you stuff now. I went for many jobs and the promised I was getting it, I never got it. Uh, I'd done loads of exams and failed them. I was not good in school, left school at, at 15, a fourth year leaver. I went straight into the youth, youth scheme to get money. Yeah. Because we knew he needed money for the house, and and yeah. I needed, and all the money I kept getting, it, it was saving to, to educate myself in fitness. 
because I knew you had a so very... So you had a path. And, yes. You know, everybody and has a different path. Yes, and, I and everybody isn't, you know, I was influenced academic. by I was influenced by people in Lurgan, fit guys and, I suppose, runners and, and, and martial arts guys and, and good friends uh, that I still have close to me now that they would have sort of like half guided me. But I always wanted to be stronger, better, bigger, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I just wanted to be them and a bit more. Yeah. And that's why I always, and people would still say to me, how could you be bothered working 10 hours and then heading up the country to Ballyhone or, or Moor Town? And yeah, because you're ma- you were saying you're, committed. you're managing in Ballyhole and now well. I, I'm part, part, of the part, part of the management team. Part of the management team, yes. This is going into my third year in Ballyhone. They've got two. Martin O'Rourke had played for Armagh. He was a fantastic footballer and a guy called Conor Fagan. Yeah, so they've been ratified as the, as the managers for the, for this year. Uh, Justy Lynch and Damien McCrank was the managers in the last two years. Done a great job, and the, the, they reached three semi-finals. So they did just, very well. Yeah. So they just they, they just need something. Maybe, just that wee step. Just a wee step, you know. In front and of I think you. Uh, sorry to interrupt you there, but I think definitely with your because a lot of that is mind. And I could see that with Ballyhole in particularly yes, this yes, year, yeah, you could you could yeah. literally see it on the pitch yes. that it was a mindset. Yes, because yes. it was not ability. No, it, and and what I what we're trying to say is if the forwards click, will not be far away. And funny, I was talking to a good friend Jim McCory, who's over Burn, yes, and was the start of the Kilcoo, uh away back in the day, all them, them years ago that started that. He he was saying to me that Ballyhone is is a good team, yeah, and a good, would be a good team to work with if you got the forwards clicking. And that's what probably the thing that maybe we just didn't get over the line this year, that we only scored six points. Again, Kilcoo when they scored eight. When a team like Kilcoo scores eight, you should be scoring nine or ten. You know, so they just had the experience and that we know but bit, bit of knowledge just to get them over the line. But we kept them to eight points. So as you say, and our mindset and the older boys are, are banning the lot of stuff we're doing, but it's just if we can get them young forwards moving, and I think last year and the year before it will really help them long, young lads. Yeah. You know? So yeah, yeah. definitely because having having been into three semi-finals, three yeah. semi-finals, three semi-finals, yeah, yeah, then and they've never been in a final. That is an incentive enough. And they're young and they're, and young, they're young and they're, and they're enthusiastic and they were more. And they have the ability. Up, well, that's the that's the key. And they Some lost a young boy, John McGovernor, to he's about an Northern Ireland. He's a soccer yeah, boy. Yeah, he's, he, he plays for uh, New York City. And New York City, and he's fantastic and. It's a big loss, him, but there's there's a lot of young lads coming through. If they're at my own eye, Tiernan and Royce, and you, if you're, you're Jack Murder and Shamey yeah. Lockern and, and Walsh, who's a flying machine, and there's there's a four or five other lads that, that can come in there and do a great And have a great wee minor setup, a wee minor team coming through as well. So if we can keep things pushing on, and we're meeting on Monday night for our first meeting, and get the right training and the right recovery and the right attitude, they shouldn't be far away, hopefully yeah. next year again. You know, but that's. It is all mindset, you said it there, and, and it's interesting to see that. If you've seen it on the pitch, that's interesting because the other team that I had and the, the, is a wee team called Muirtown uh, up on the Loch Shore, and the turnaround on that wee team, and it, it 100% is mindset. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the talk at the start of the year was the junior football, now they're in senior football in Tyrone, and won the championship and play this week in the first round of the Ulster campaign. And it's just been a. It's just been a. a, a and when you look at like t- teams like you know Carr Cruppen and Creed Rua there and yeah. the, the, the hurling and the football, right. those those are clubs, small clubs that right. just. And so when something clicks. That's it. But but sports have been doing this for years. Well, recent years you heard it with like in snooker and golf. Yeah. You hear Port Carrington who has they all have these um, psychologists yeah. and everything now. Yeah. Yeah. That because they know that. There's so ma- small margins between yeah. the best, yeah. and there aren't necessarily huge margins. Most of it is in the mind. Well, there's no, there's no doubt about that, Elaine. I, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, I wouldn't have been really that for it. But now I'm 100% that a lot of stuff that we do, are to say, like, it, it is all ultimately about decision making when you're playing football. So that's having a strong mind to make the right decision. And your mind trained to make the right decision on a split, in a split second. second. Yeah. So for me, it is the mind because everybody's fit now, everybody's strong now, and what sets the other teams, the Slatneels, Kilcoos, the old Cross McLean teams, away from everybody else is their mindset to never give up and stick to a system and keep going and where you down and where you down and where you down, but they don't give the ball away. Do you know what I mean? If they give it away, it's, they're trying to be creative. So for me, that's what I like to bring to teams now and, and trying to change mindsets and attitudes and. You meet, you, there's a lot of coffees where you meet young lads and meet fellas that try and change attitudes because 
you know, there's always one, two, sometimes four or five lads that you're, you're trying to pull with you because one or two bad apples in a camp can, can dampen the mood, be a wee bit negative, and for me, that's what I like to change and keep the whole thing positive. You know, that's what I'm about now. And hopefully I've proved that over this last, you know, eight to ten years that a happy team or a, su- a successful team is usually, usually happy. Yeah, I mean, you even look at um, Kieran McGinney now with Armagh, yeah. since he's come in, and he had this plan, and you can see the fruition of that in terms of the players that were sort of humming and hawing and not sure whether they wanted yeah. to play and exactly. you know and all that kind of thing and he has brought together the tightest knit bunch now Absolutely. that you know whether they do yeah. I mean they have done well and they're always like almost you know you yeah. feel like they're almost yeah. but um, you really feel like he, they, he has the right attitude with the players now they all want to play for the county yeah. and they have that like mindset no one geezer very very well I, uh, what, the, what that man does for our ma and the players the, play, the, the supporters will never know and sometimes as a manager, as a trainer, you get a wee bit of flack. But I can only say here now that absolutely, they're, they're them players play for Kieran McGinney, the player they for really Armagh, because of his his methods, his his techniques of getting the best out of people. And that's one thing about Giza, that he does it for the players, like he does it for Armagh. And that's one and thing he takes it. He ta- he'll take the he he'll takes take, the flack. He'll take the flack. He you see, other some managers that will start uh, yeah. giving out about yeah. um, about players yeah. or give out. And that seems to be counterproductive, yeah. in my opinion. And yeah. Geezer will always, in the interview, you know, he'll always, ultimately, yeah. you know, the book yeah. stops with him. Yeah, and he's and, and and he brings the right people around him, good coaching team around him that he trusts. Yeah, which is which is key, because trust is another big word that I would like to use as regards to playing football and training, because you need a coaching team that you can trust. Uh, and again, that he can trust them to make the to get the team playing the way he wants them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the geezer, I have to say, uh, I'm a big fan of geezer, a big fan of his coaching staff and hopefully he continues and hopefully there's a big change this year, maybe uh, win an Ulster title and hopefully further, the, further than that. The, uh, the, yeah, the elusive that far Ulster away. title, yeah. yeah. You know, they're not that far away. If you look at Tyrone uh, and, and the two, uh, Brian and Fergal coming in, I, I think what they had done was, was release the players and, and let them play football. You know, because sometimes you can, you can be over... You can be over cautious with your your, your methods and your techniques. With, with Gaul, yeah, yes, yeah. you know, yeah, but it seems to be that Brandy here and, and Fergal Logan just let them play, just go and play, be yourself. And I think, you know, we're looking at Throne and going, Armagh's not that far away. So yeah, I, I think we'd be we'd be there there about this year if we we stay, keep all the players on the pitch. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, keep all the players on the pitch. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> both ways, both you know, discipline and obviously. Hope listening, Aiden. Yeah, but yeah, you know it's it's good, and like I say, it's 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 I go and watch Armagh when it when I when I when I get time and stuff, and I bring the bring the young girl there. So yeah, it's great. It's great for, and it's great. You know, them young clown arm players, you know, being involved, and hopefully there's another one or two, and hopefully another one turbo. or two. Turbo, turbo, and but there should be another one or two from other yeah. clubs as well to try and develop this area as well, because you know it's nice when you've a player from every club in the town, you know, representing the, all the clubs in the town here, as I say, the six or seven, eight clubs that we have. In their area, and it's nice that that you can play from the, from the county and represent them clubs, you know, because that's that's what it's all ultimately all about playing for your county. And obviously the the clubs, some of the clubs are doing well, some of them not so well, and that's what we're all here to do to try and make sure that we bring our clubs to a different level, you yeah. know. And that's that's the other thing that we're all GA people and we're all sports people, and that's the thing that I don't mind who you are, or what you are, or what team you are, what's Lurgan Rugby Club or or or, or Clonagall or St Pauls, I I will. You know, give you my time and and give you my advice and knowledge and hopefully experience and we better hopefully expertise to to try and bring them them kids or them young players or your, your coaching staff to to another level. You know. Yeah. Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Programme for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes, or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our Splashtastic Water Sports Summer Programme. There are so many things to do, and all we need is you. See getactiveabc.com summer for all the details. And now, back to you yourself. Um, you're talking about 
you know pushing yourself and you know all your life you've been pushing I want you to tell me about <laughs> Ultimate Hell yeah. and how that came about and t- uh, yeah. well I'll tell you <laughs> how it came about it, it, there was a it was a f- it was handed a, a, an application form in Armagh one day when I was running the gym in Armagh and I went what's this here and I always when I sit in the house watching all the programmes and all that adventure stuff and and testing your mind and your body to limit, I always said, even sitting down, the kids, Daddy, would you do that? Daddy, would you do that? And I always said, yes, I'd, I'd do that. I'd what age are your kids, by the way? Uh, one's coming 19, the other one's coming 16, so 18 Gosh, and 15. Tommy, so you look so uh, young. So, <laughs> so they're, they're always asking me and the wife's always, ah, your daddy would do that, your daddy would do that, because she knows how strong I am, you know? So when I come up, uh, I played for it, and I go, right, and so I was on the reserve list. But at that time, I was this training. This is in 2019. 2019. Yeah. So I was training. I was managing some of my own clubs in Paul's. I was training for an Ironman and, and juggling life. Uh, so I was managing the, managing the gym, uh, managing my own club, and training for an Ironman. And so I got a phone call a week before it was going out. Uh, it was supposed to start. And they said, Look, Tommy, somebody's been injured here because I was on the reserve list. Yeah. Somebody's got injured here. Would you come in? And as soon as I got the phone call, I just thought for, for 10 seconds, I went, Opportunity of a lifetime. Yes. I'll do it. He says, we come down next Friday to, you're going away on the bus. I, said, I can't tell you where we're going, but we'll need to get, do an ECG on you to make sure the heart's good. So I went and got the ECG, I rang Flan and jumped on a bus and the rest is Was all this fl- filmed as you're going along? Yes. Uh, it was funny, we met at the City West Hotel that Friday after I got the ECG and we're put on a bus and nobody knew where we were going. It was, it was... It, the crack was good, everybody supposed was weighing each other up going and I was obviously saying to myself, gee, but I'm the oldest here, I'm the oldest man here because they're all, there's a lot of crossfitters there, a lot of lean people, a lot of fit looking uh, men and women. I went, jeez, I'm going I'm to get a tight here, 24, what they call the toughest civilians in Ireland. And you were 24. And I was number 24. And that's what they called you? That's what they called you, that's what they called you, uh, 24. Uh, so yeah, I went for it, uh, and I done, in my opinion, done, I done very well. I, I'd like to go a wee bit further to just to see what I'm like in the, the stress positions, but no regrets. How, how far did you get in the I end? I got the I got the uh, the sixth day, which is like four episodes in, on RTE. Uh, I got a busted nose, and there was sleep deprivation. There was. Uh, hypothermia was setting in. Uh, t- 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 talk us through in case anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, Hellwick is, is, is they put you through eight days of hell, condense <laughs> sixteen or eighteen weeks into 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 eight days, and they put you through interrogation, uh, who do you, you know, cold cold water uh, techniques and built in rafts and swims and uh, like I said, not the right food, sleep deprivation, waking in the middle of the night, throwing fireworks in the rooms, mounting the barracks during the night. And taking descriptions of vehicles and stuff, and then during the day you were, you were maybe getting uh, presentations on cohort operations and how to rescue people and stuff like that. So there was no civilian life in it at all. I thought, look, it's the Irish Army here, but I didn't even realise there was an Irish and Special Forces wing in the Irish Army. I didn't either. You know, so you know, and got the, I got the, obviously know of a few of the guys now, and I didn't realise how elite that them, them guys are. So they put us through hell. They thought put us through stuff that. It, uh, uh, did you think were you thinking at any you know beforehand oh well maybe when the cameras stop rolling they'll give us a break and I did I did I said that like it can't be they'll take like, us off to the hotel uh, it's, it's first time <laughs> it'll be first time I knew there was going to be a bit of hard stuff and they'll, they'll try and compete with the English SAS programme and and the, the, the competed surely I thought it was harder than the SAS one because even when we were fighting or boxing they gave us mitts so basically mitts is gloves you know or sorry Bare knuckles. Just bare knuckles boxing, yeah. Uh, it was more or less because you're just a wee small bit. So I got my Is that nose. when you got your nose busted? I got my nose busted. A girl got a rib broke. A boy dislocated his knee, and another guy got his nose broke. Uh, so they lost they lost three people that day when they when they were fighting, and and you had to go at it, or they, you would just take a band off. you. There was no you know, the fella had to fight the girl, like, and he had to go. You know, there was no. She's a lady. I'll go easy. There was another guy who wouldn't fight. He was took out of the show. He wouldn't fight the lady. And what they say in combat or in war, you just have to go for it. And, and fight whoever's in front of you. So there, there was a girl who was put down, she, I think she broke her rib. Uh, and then again, there's an old guy, he just wouldn't do it. And then an old guy dislocated his knee because it was in the winter, it was snow, it was Whereabouts ice. was it? Was it in, it the, was Wicklow, in the, Wicklow the Wicklow Mountains? In the Wicklow Mountains, and it was, like I say, no sleep, probably an hour, max an hour and a half, two hours a night. Uh, brutal. And was, it must have been freezing. Freezing, freezing. Did they give cold. you, did you have like, what did you have, like sleeping, sleeping bags? Just a sleeping bag and, and you're a just tent? sleeping on a, no, just no a sleeping tents. bag, just sleeping in an old dorm, uh, freezing. 
and you know the food just what sort of food did you have like, uh, old burnt burnt lasagna and stuff and so you never touched bananas. lasagna again uh, no <laughs> <laughs> put, put you uh, up lasagna for life so like the, the hardest thing for me probably was the the claustrophobic test with it I had to stand you know we all had to stand and one of the guys beside me he was standing about two hours 15 I stand about just before him just over two hours we had to stand in the one position and not move and if you did move you were told you know crawl around it with your, your weapon it was an iron bar and your knuckles was all bleeding from the first day on your knees so crawling around the concrete floor was just barbaric as well but you had to stand and then I was standing I was the last the second last called and Throughout that time, we just starting the tents and all the, your, your, basically your, your mates was coming in running and they're all soaking and out of breath and I went, what are you doing? <laughs> so they basically pull you out. They're just twenty four, and I go out and I hooded you. And they hooded you. Put I put your hands against the wall, hooded you, part your feet. Uh, it's just stuff you see on TV interrogation, and then next thing, uh, they put you. I thought they were putting me in the boot of a bloody car. Didn't know what they were doing, and, and I just kept thinking of my daughters. The daughters are watching. Just be strong here. And then put you in and bring you to a, 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 what I thought was a bank, brought you down a bank and knelt down in cold water, tied my feet. This is the middle of the night, like, and I'm going, what is going on? Next thing I took my hood off and cameras everywhere and lights. And the big DS said to me, just get in. And I looked up, what the fuck? I didn't think I was going to get up it because my shoulders were that big. I said, I, I, and then I was playing in my head, they tied my feet in case I got stuck to pull me out. So again, I just thought of my two, two girls. Oh, that sounds and I, horrible. Uh, and I'm not, I looked up at pipe and you could see nothing. <laughs> so just again, just thought of two daughters and went, look, they're watching their dad here. You know, and I just got in and went through the, and it was a, and there's three or four didn't do it that night. And there's three, and one of them was a very good friend of mine and he was just, he just couldn't do it. That was the boy who got his nose broke, big Paul Ward. And he just, he couldn't get his breathing right. He was too big. He, he yeah. probably just a combination of, couldn't breathe right, being too big, and just that fear of going up that that, that pipe of, of claustrophobic, you know, and you couldn't even roll your elbow. You had to keep your hands in, and you really just had to pull yourself along. It was nothing shorter, as I say, as the in, in, in one of the interviews when I came out was it was it was barbaric, barbaric watching it. Yeah. And we had to get a, psych, a psychologist interview when we came out. Are you tra- still traumatized? No, by this? no, no, no. Geez, I, I've seen more than sometimes in Lurgan, but no, <laughs> but no. It was a brilliant experience, you know. And like I say, all are, you, are you glad you did it? I'd do it again. I would do it again because I'd love to get the stress positions. Know where the the hold you for eight, twelve yeah. hours, and they take you overnight, uh, and you're being tracked with the dogs and stuff. I'd love to get to go at that because the next day after I I, I hurt my ankle. It was it was all upper body, so it was abseil and stuff. I would I liked all that. I'd, yeah, you liked I'd all that. I've done that, you know. And the last day would have been, which is the eighth day, would have been, the, as I say, the, the stress positions, just to see how far I could have talked to mine, you know. Will you me. get an opportunity to do it again? Do you think? Or do I, they no, it's probably now. It's probably it's gone. But look, it's, like I said, you know, it's probably the hardest thing I've I've ever done. You, you have six days, probably around 150 hours or 160 hours of just pure, not really much sleep, not the right food, claustrophobic freezing. But the, the thing about it that there was, I met 23 people that, and we're still friends that day. But that's what I was going to say. You must, because yeah. you share an experience like that you with people, like you'll have, you'll be bonded forever. You're bonded forever because they're the same sort of people, and you listen to their backgrounds, broken homes, crossfitters, oh, that's interesting. fighters. You know, don't don't give up. Yeah. Uh, you know, world champion. There was a world champion kickboxer. There was a couple of actors. There was one actor. There was an old girl there, I think she was a, a European kettlebell girl as well. So a lot of strong-minded people, you know, a few of them had gyms, a few, uh, there was a guard, I think there was a police, or a guard man there, I can remember, a few, maybe one guard. And just just people that was really looked after themselves, a few iron men as well. Uh, so they knew what they had to do, knew how to push themselves. So I got down to the last, last six out of 24, so... That's really, that's really good. To be down to the last six, and 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 the guys that, and there was a girl there, Grace O'Rourke. That's the girl that she was the last girl standing. Funny, what way the mind works? Because on the first night when they stripped us and put our kid on us, we had to, we had to run an eight mile run, best effort. She was going to quit that night, and she ended up winning it seven days later. So you know she switched her mind on. It's just just goes to show you what the mind can do. You yeah. Because she was she she didn't look good that night. And she seven days later she she, she won it. it she won it and she completed the 
the special forces hell week, you know. That's brilliant. I was listening to actually um, Peter Stringer on the radio the other day. Uh, I watched the, I watched the show. I just think he's, he's he on. said he said it was the best and the worst thing he's ever done <laughs> equally. Yeah. He, I mean, for somebody like that to be, yeah, well, it, that uh, just goes to show yeah. for, 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 for yeah. a professional like him who's played at the highest level, you know, well known all over the world. For him to say that that it's the, the best and the worst thing he's ever done in his life. You know, that's that's just uh, that's the same for me. When I tell people about it, you don't understand how hard it was, and they'll never understand. But the likes of Peter Stringer and Rory's stories and all them people that was on it, they they understand because the Irish Army Ranger Wing can bring you. They can they can dig holes and they can they can get deep right into your soul like to break you like and it didn't I don't break think Stringer. It's going to be a good recruitment for the Irish Army. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's all about. That's what you, you know. Ultimately, Elaine, that's what you sign up for. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's what you, it's like when you commit yourself to a team or a football or an event or a race. You, you, you do the training, you get it done. You know, and some of the stuff that I've done, anybody could do it. You just have to do the training, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's your mind to be able to get up and do the training or the runs or the swims or the you know going out on your own in the Loch Ness. You know, nights that nobody's about. You know, people thinking you're not right. Would in the you head. swim in the lock at night? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, dark. I go down with a mate there sometimes. Sometimes if he's not, if he's busy, I go down my own. And you know, sometimes I, 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 I find that scary. It is. It is. Sometimes it's a bit daunting. You know, but it, look, you just you just switch your mind over. I'm training for an Ironman because if you don't do the training, then you're not going to complete the race. You know. So have you got anything coming up? I have an Ironman next year. Yeah, uh, next next August. So I've got about nine about nine months training for it. So yeah, and there's 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 quite a few from the town doing it, and a funny of Matt four or five in the gym doing it. Uh, that's going to going to court. Yeah, to they do seem that. to be. Is it? I don't know if it's my imagination, or do people seem to be getting um, tougher and doing yes, more and more yeah, difficult things all the time? People th- don't just run a marathon now; yes. they run six marathons in yes, a, a yeah. week. I think I have a few friends. It's it's crazy as well that they do stuff, and it, it's just pushing their body, and I, that's what I like about it. You pushing your body, and people keep keep saying about you know. You're getting any age now, you need to slow down. No, why would you want to slow down? And that's, I have a few, as I say, a few friends that, that do mad, mad stuff, and you're going, that's, but that's that's who they are. They like to bring their minds and their, their bodies to another level, you know, because if you do a 5k, the next thing you want to do is a 10k. Next yeah. thing after, so addictive. You want to do a 10 mile, you want to do a half marathon, then you do a marathon, and then from a marathon, you want to move on to triathlons, from a triathlon to an iron, half Ironman, full iron. You know, everybody want to. I suppose like everything in life you just want to see what you can do and yeah. see how you can I suppose like business you want to you want to see what you can you know that's why businesses grow because people take a chance and I suppose take a risk is there any point though where it's actually becomes dangerous to the body people pushing themselves to above the limits well, you know I, I would I would rather take that chance Elaine and being fit and healthy than the risk of being sedentary sedentary <laughs> and, 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 and have mental health issues sitting at home all the time so yeah. that's what I and not even mental health issues, physical yeah. issues. Physical I issues. I tell you, if you're not, if, if I find if I, if I haven't been doing exercising or anything, you just get aches and pains and everything. You get aches and pains, and you know, and the fluid's not running around the body where it should be. The blood's not going to the body where it should be, and and you do, and that's what I, I remember a boy saying it years ago, a kiddie man, uh, a man uh, that I know very well and respect. Actually, the man would be, he'd be sixty odd now, but there's even, there's even boys in the town there at, at 70, 73 you know, cyclists. You, you couldn't stay with him on the bike but I remember one of them saying never let the old man get in on you because like I say people think they're old at 40 they think they're old at 50 and they think they're old at 60 and they're not it's it's the mind telling you to slow down but in fact you keep going dear you know as long as you, your body's able to do it so cycling running and, and walking and hill hiking and, and mountain runs and stuff it's all it's all doable for everybody you just have to get up and, and go at it and, yeah. and change your mindset. And even it's not even even like even for younger people. My son now just did um, the, last summer did uh, walked across Ireland. Brilliant. With um, f- with four of his friends, they walked from um, West Cork to right over to um, Ballycastle. There you go. And it took them a month. Brilliant. And they just walked. Cr- diagonally across the country it's called the Ireland Way and it, it hasn't been done very much um, but like they're all in their early 20s and they just decided to just do this but he my son now we sh- shouldn't be saying this in the podcast he's not going to thank me for it but the first couple of days are meant to be the hardest because they're across mountains but as well as that it's the blisters and everything kick That's in right. in the first few days right. and he was ready to give up his feet were in ribbons it was raining it was muddy and he just was crippled yeah. 
and he was you know saying to me you need to come and get me I can't I can't continue like I just can't and my dad my dad's a mountaineer he used to be a mountain climber there you go then he said to, he said to me his words of advice to me was don't tell him don't mollycoddle him don't say okay you've you know you don't need to do it yeah. push him because he will get over the blisters and he will be able to do it and he did do it Unreal. and it was would probably he'll say himself it's one of the best things he's ever done and you know well that's it and, you, and what you've done is and that's what happens in life that's what happens in life people come and lift their child their kids and if the kid doesn't get a lift to the gym they don't come yeah when in fact i had no lifts years ago i had to do with your son done i just had to go and do it walk in the rain to the gym no money yeah like your son has changed his mindset now you know that'll stand by him for the rest of his life yeah that There's, you can overcome if you, you just put your mind to it no, nothing's impossible yeah everything's possible nothing's impossible uh, and funny, there, there's people go to a gym there. One girl in particular stands out, uh, had a road, had a brain injury five years ago in a road traffic accident, and she's in that gym three days a week. Yeah. You know, and I would tell people, you know, why can you not go to the gym? Why can you not go to the gym? Yeah. Just no, there is no excuse. It's there's just no excuses. Yeah, yeah. When you see people in there with Parkinson's and MS, cancer rehab, you know, real world arthritis, your, your brain injuries, it would do your heart good to see that. And then you have some young lad sitting at home at 20 and uh, says they can't go to the gym with no time or whatever. So for me, that's about mind. That's, that's all down to the mind. You know, that girl thinks she can better and, and will get better. Likewise, them, them people that's, that has Parkinson's, they keep going, they don't want to stop. And because when you stop, that's when everything starts to slow down and just seizes up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, that's great. Um, is there anything, anything else, anything else you got your um, Ironman coming up? Any, uh, you know, anything else? If the gym is going well, well as I say, like, we COVID now, did, were you affected? No, I mean, no. I, funny, I do a wee bit. <laughs> I do a wee bit almost driving part time as well. So I was, <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's people laugh at me and go, hey, like, I don't know get, where you, yeah, the time. So there is more than twenty four yeah, hours in your I, day. I started that job uh, part time in two thousand nineteen when I was taking some poles, managing some poles, doing the Ironman and doing Hell Week. And it was right through COVID coming in the 2019 into 2020. That and must have been pretty mad. It was mad at the start. It was mad. But again, you know, people, funny I mentioned this at, a, at an old forest uh, run I was doing with the team. And I, I actually jumped straight into it. You know, I just said, no, no, it's not. And it, it, you know, when people, people hold limits on their on themselves, you know, and and that, that was the company that I worked for. At the way at the start, you had to wear your white suit. You know the big white yeah, suits. The and the way at the start, thing. it was, it was, it was hurry. You know, but again, all all them colleagues that I work with jumped straight into it to, to get them and transfer them people. That's from, amazing the way the community was, all came it together. It was unbelievable. And, and again, I was involved in that uh, the community rescue packs that we would have delivered uh, weekly with through St Paul's through young guy Dora Dora Duffy would would have cheered it and we met every week and we got the groceries out a little and we, we delivered groceries out to the community in Lurgan as, as well it never as ceases to amaze me the stories that I hear coming through this pandemic from people and forget about the government and everything else yeah. it's, it's, it's the people that have well, that's put their, rolled end, up their sleeves the people that, that uh, the, the people in Lurgan done through that pandemic was nothing short and it really did start in Lurgan you know uh, I see all these people you know all these places but Lurgan really went very quick at it from the first second day, I want people need help, you know. And there's a girl in in, in, in North Lurgan, a cloner and girl. She she headed up. We got together. We had a couple of wee small meetings, and then she had a big meeting, and all got all the clubs in. So that where where it really started from a, a girl and, and and two or three of us really got together, and then we, we pushed it out, and the people just jumped on it, and a lot of money was pumped in, a lot of businesses helped out, but the people on the ground and the community were just unbelievable. I yeah. mean that like you know. You know, growing up, not having anything, you know, we, we would have got help, you know, years ago. And I'm not ashamed to say this. And Vincent DePaul would have helped my, my father at Christmas and stuff with hampers and stuff. You know, so we, I was only too glad to, to put to a, wee, back, yeah. wee bit of, a wee bit of a hand to, to give back to the community, you know. So, yeah, Lurgan, Lurgan people are, like I say, are, are strong people and good people, you know. Yeah. All right, Tommy. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much, Elaine. And look, uh, and thanks for having me. And... And thanks for, for your time coming down here to South Lake. No, it's great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lillian. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Tommy as much as I did. Um, and 
certainly the facility as I mentioned earlier up here is fantastic and anybody who gets a chance if they haven't been here already should try and get out and he certainly inspired me to try and um, get out and do a bit more and uh, maybe even before Christmas remember to keep getting all of your news from Armagh Eye and I hope you join us next time for our podcast From the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just two pounds a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see McKinneyCompetitions.com.